And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? If it's that time of the world for you and you're just rolling out of bed and you're about ready to brew some coffee, welcome to His Heart Line. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones that are, well, they're in charge. That would mean that they would be the host with the most. They're at the captain's chair. They're behind the wheel and they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome to His Heart Line. Again, this is episode 538. We got two more books of Genesis. So today we'll be doing Genesis 49 and tomorrow will be Genesis 50. And then we will conclude it um, on Friday. I'm not sure what I'm going to start. I might just pick some random scripture on Friday. Um might do like something maybe special for Mother's Day. I might find something that's, you know, related to moms. Since again, I'm not going to be doing any podcast on Sunday. I might do one on Saturday morning. I'm not sure. And Friday evening, it just depends. Now, Friday evening might be a late show. Um, it might be a late show because I have a very important uh, meeting I need to get to in uh, Grand Rapids. Um, something that just kind of came up last minute and, uh, <clears throat> I wish I could divulge more on it, but I can't, but, uh, but anyway, so Friday might be a bit of a late show. So if it doesn't start at seven, 
Eastern time. It might be eight or eight 30. I'm not quite sure. Maybe nine. Um, so I, I don't know that the Friday just, I'm going to do a show on Friday. I'm just not sure at what time. Um, so there you go. Um, so anyways, real quick, a little bit of housekeeping before we get rocking and rolling. Today is a two podcast day. So I want to be, you know, I want to be more disciplined with my time here. So again, Remember, as I always state periodically on this show, I'm not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a financial advisor, a pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer. I don't give out legal advice. I am also not the official face or voice of the national, state, or county assemblies. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man. Any opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other material, which is what I'm going to be referencing today is out of BibleRef.com. BibleRef.com is where I get my summary, and then I usually read my scriptures from BibleGateway.com. Just FYI, I, you know, I get I've I've been asked before, Jason, how come you don't have like paperback, you know, Bible right there in front of you? Well, for many reasons. Uh, the top two reasons is because um, the lighting in the studio is you know okay, um, but I don't want to struggle to read on paper. Um, especially my desk is already crammed as it is with you know two computers, a mixing board. Um, I got wires and cables all over the place. It's just, it's just, it's just a little chaotic. So it's just easier for me to just pull up the version of the Bible that I like on the screen. I could scroll and I know I won't have to strain because of limited lighting. So I don't like a whole lot of bright lights. I hate lights that are super bright and, and all over the place. It feels very institutionalized. It's just not my cup of tea. So, um, that's why I read off of a computer screen rather from, you know, than my actual physical Bible. My favorite Bible that I use is my truck Bible, and that's out of my car. That usually typically doesn't leave my car um, other than, you know, when it comes with me in a semi. So it's my on-the-fly Bible. So anyway, okay. Um, just trying to think if there's anything I want to go over first. So again, just real quick, again, I have a website. I'm, I'm starting to change over my logo I took kind of a bit of a poll, both on True Social and Telegram. Seems like a lot of people like the newer style logo over the red one uh, with the face of Jesus. And it's not that I'm trying to do away with the face of Jesus. As a matter of fact, what I'm thinking about doing, because here's the thing. I, I want I, I want a logo that's simple. And truth be told, that, that, uh, that face that I used of Jesus, that's actually an image that I kind of stole from Google. And I did some alterations, you know, just to kind of, you know, so it doesn't quite uh, break copyright uh, laws or whatever like that. So I did make some changes. But at the end of the day, I wanted to make something that was truly raw and organic and authentic from me. So and I wanted something a little bit more cleaner. So that's kind of what I was going for. But what I'm going to do is I was thinking about making some shirts again. And I keep saying this, but the his hardline shirts that I do have that have the, that face of Jesus on. I can't tell you how many people compliment me all the time when I wear those shirts. It's only that shirt. I'll get so many people from so many different age groups, from 17 to 70, I, and everybody in between. I get so many people, I really like your shirt. Brother, I really like your shirt because then I have my Joshua 1.9 quote on the back of it. So what I was about doing was, you know, one of these days when I don't have a whole lot of time, I was thinking about uh, making some shirts or maybe finding a company that can do this because I just don't know if I have the time to do it. I, I might need to, you know, seek help on that. Uh, I want to find a good company that's, you know, solid. But making shirts and maybe on the front will have my logo on it, right? It'll have my logo on it, but smaller. And then on the back, it'll have the Joshua 1.9 uh, scripture. 
that I like, which is, you know, the, I command you, you know, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know that one. But then have the face of Jesus at the top of it. I don't know. I'm going to figure something out. But I know every time I wear a shirt that's got that face on there, I get so many people like, oh, I love your shirt. And you know what? Maybe I'll just make a regular shirt that just says, seek his face and make like a big, huge blown up version of his face on 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 the front of the shirt. You know what I mean? I think that would be pretty cool. And then maybe put the logo, the His Hardline logo, maybe on like a sleeve, you know, because, you know, here's the thing. We need to get Jesus back in the public square again. I think that's kind of what I think. But anyways, so let's get right into the reading. OK, um, don't forget, I have a website, www.hishardline.com. There is a GoFundMe situated over there if you feel inclined to want to throw a couple bucks over there. But more importantly, this is what I'm going to ask you um, more than anything. Share this with your friends and family. That's all I really ask you to do. Share this. All right. I'd rather get the shares and the following for God and myself here rather than the dollars. Quite frankly, I, that's just where I'm at. We need to get the word of God spread out there. We need to get the information and education of the National Assembly out there. We need to get information on how to build up and solidify good, strong family units so we can restore this republic because a strong family equals a strong country. So this important information is more relevant to get out to the public than any type of contribution you know, fiscally. But again, if you feel so inclined, great. If not, no big deal. That's why I work a ton of hours and, uh, you know, I just make my own money to upgrade my own studio. That's just kind of how it works. So anyway, um, uh, I'm reading the comment here. Rietta was saying not give, send, go question mark. No, it's a give, send, go. It's a give, send, go. It's uh, at the top of the homepage. Um, what did you think I said? It's definitely not. Uh, you said the other one. Did I? What did I say? What? Okay, now I'm curious. What did I say? Did I say GoFundMe? Hmm. I I have to go back and listen to that. I didn't think I said GoFundMe. No, it is Gifts and Go. I refuse to use GoFundMe. Nope. Sorry, I might have had a, maybe I was thinking of GoFundMe. No, it is Gifts and Go. Excuse me. Lord Almighty. Yeah, no, it is Gifts and Go. I refuse to use GoFundMe. In fact, I, I yeah, no, I won't. I won't do that. Um, and I do have it set. What would I have it set to? I have it set to where whoever contributes, I think I have it set to 7% goes to go fun, uh, give some, go. you know what? You're right. I probably did say it by mistake. I just almost did it again. I think I have it set to where they get, I think 7% to give some, go. anyway, I'll have to go look now. Cause I'm curious. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Let's get in the reading. All right. Genesis 49. And like I said, last two, uh, chapters before we conclude Genesis. So this reads, and this is, we're talking about Jacob's Testament now, and it reads, Jacob called his sons and said, gather, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, let me just start over here. Jacob called his sons and said, gather around that I may tell you what is to happen to you in the days to come. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob, listen to Israel, your father, you, Reuben, my firstborn, my strength and the first fruit of my vigor, excelling in rank and excelling in power, turbulent as water, you shall no longer excel for you climbed into your father's bed and defiled my couch to my sorrow. Simeon and Levi, brothers indeed, weapons of violence are their knives. Let not 
my person enter their council, or my honor be joined with their company. For in their fury they killed men at their whim. They maimed oxen. Cursed be their fury so fierce and their rage so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob, disperse them throughout Israel. You, Judah, shall be brother. your brothers. Praise your hand on the neck of your enemies. The sons of your father shall bow down to you. Judah is a lion's cub. You have grown up on my on prey, my son. He crouches, lies down like a lion, like a lioness who would dare rouse him. The scepter shall never depart from Judah or the mace from between his feet until tribute comes to him and he receives the people's obedience. He tethers his he tethers his donk, donkey to the vine. His donkey's foul, full, full, boy, that's a word I've never seen before, full to the choicest stem. In wine, he washes his garments, his robe in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine and his teeth are whiter than milk. Zebulon shall dwell by the seashore. He will be a haven for ships and his flank shall rest on Sidon. Issachar is a raw-boned donkey crouching between the saddlebags. When he saw how good a settled life was and how pleasant the land, he bent his shoulder to the burden and became a toiling serf. Dan shall achieve justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Let Dan be a serpent by the roadside, a horned viper by the path that bites the horse's heel so that the rider tumbles backward. I long for your deliverance, O Lord. God shall be raided by raiders, but he shall raid at their heels. Asher's produce is rich, and he shall furnish delicacies for kings. Naphtali is a hind let loose, which brings forth lovely fawns. Joseph is a wild colt, a wild colt by a spring, wild coats on the hillside, harrying him and shouting. The archers opposed him, but his bow remained taut and his arms were nimble. By the power of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, the God of your father who helps you, God Almighty, who blesses you with blessings of the heavens above, the blessings of the abyss that crouches below, the blessings of breast and womb, the blessings of the fresh grain and blossoms, the blessings of the everlasting mountains, the delights of the eternal hills, May the rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. Mornings he devours the prey, and evenings he distributes the spoils. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said about them as he blessed them. To each he gave a suitable blessing, then he gave them this charge. Since I am about to be gathered to my people, bury me with my ancestors in the cave that lies in the field of Ephron, the Hittite, the cave in the field of Machpelah, facing on Mamre, in the land of Canaan, the field of Abraham, bought from Ephron, the Hittite, from, for a burial ground. There, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, are buried. And so are Isaac and his wife, Rebekah. And there, too, I buried Leah the field and the cave in it that had been purchased from the Hittites. When Jacob had finished giving these instructions to his sons, he drew his feet into the bed, breathed his last breath, and was gathered to his people. And that is a reading of Genesis chapter 49, verses 1 through 33. Let me go back to the chat real quick. 
So I just want to address some people here and say hello and good evening. So we have Mary S and Keith and Trixie. Good evening, guys. Looking forward to seeing you guys on Saturday. I hope you guys have a safe trip. Cupa. Oh, I heard my wife sneeze upstairs. Bless you, babe. I heard that. <laughs> Got Q-Pup in the house. Good evening. Donnie, my beautiful wife, Katie, who's upstairs sneezing. We got Rietta, Patriot Beagle. Next page. We got the Snowman, which we're going to have to find a new nickname now because it's not even snowy up there in Alaska anymore. I think, uh, let me scroll up to the chat. I think Destry was saying it's 60. Wow. 60 and sunny in Fairbanks. That's actually all right. Nancy says it's 79 in Missouri. That's pretty good, too. I think we hit sunny and we were sunny and 75 today. Just like that uh, Kenny Chesney song. Sunny and 75. It was beautiful. My daughter wanted to go to the indoor pool today. I was like, do we really got to go? I'm like, I really don't want to go because I got so many other things I'd rather be doing outside. And my wife is like, you promised. I'm like, gosh, almighty. I'm like, I did, didn't I? My God, I don't remember promising, but if I did, then I guess I did because usually she doesn't lie. So anyways, but uh, Paul Federico, Nevada. Hola, sir. Hope you're doing all right out there in Nevada. We got Susan Rooney. Um, you know, every time I hear the last name Rooney, I think of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, that principal that tries the bus Ferris for, you know, playing hooky. Um, so anyway, but good evening to Destry and Nancy, Angel Eyes, and Leslie Liberty. Good evening, everybody. Hope everybody's doing good. So, um, so, all right, let's get to the summary again, BibleRef.com, just FYI. So before, before, um, Jacob dies before he dies, right? Jacob urgently seeks to complete two important pieces of business with his 12 sons, which comprise the 12 tribes. Now, first he wishes to give a prophetic message appropriate to each. Now, while these are titled quote blessings, not all are actually positive, as we kind of heard. Now, these are presented more as predictions than bestowing favor, right? And so, and the second thing that he did is he he wanted to command, he, he wants to command them to bury his body in Canaan and not in Egypt. Now, the predictions given here are in a style often termed a prophetic or oracle. Now, using poetic language and metaphors, Jacob will reveal a small, small part of the future of each son's descendants, and each son's family will become one of the tribes of Israel. Now, this oracle will serve many purposes for the people of Israel, and during the centuries of slavery in Egypt, Jacob's deathbed oracle will point to a future when they take possession of the promised land of Canaan. Now, afterwards, it will serve as a reminder and God's plan has been in place since the beginning and he is faithful to bless his people. Now, Jacob fathered 12 sons with four women. His wives were Leah and Rachel and their servants, Bilhah and Zilpah. Now in this passage, only the first four and the last two sons are addressed in the exact accordance with birth order. However, there is still an arrangement to Jacob's speech. Now, the first six sons addressed, which was Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Zebulon, and Issachar, are the naturally born sons of Leah. Now, the next four, Dan, Gad, Asher, and Naphtali, are sons carried through the surrogacy by Rachel and Leah's servants. 
And then the last two, Joseph and Benjamin, are the naturally born sons of Jacob's dearest wife, Rachel. So the first three predictions from Jacob are pretty harsh. He holds Reuben, Simeon, and Levi accountable for the sins committed decades earlier. Ouch. Nothing like getting blamed for something right before your father's death. And so the tribes descended from them will be less esteemed and as a result, or as a result, excuse me, as a result. And so Reuben is vilified for sleeping with his father's concubine. Now this causes him to lose his esteemed position as the firstborn. Now his tribe will be noted for indecisiveness. And Simeon and Levi are closely linked in their violent, vengeful personalities for which both are condemned. Now, the most notable evidence of this was their deceptive and sadistic response to the rape of their sister, Dina. Now, neither tribe will come to possess much of the promised land, and the tribe of Levi will become priests with no established territory of their own. So, in contrast to all this, Judah's tribe will become great. And this fourth son of Jacob will be the ancestor of most of Israel's kings and rulers. Now, in fact, the kingship will remain with Judah forever. And so much later in history, we'll read, Jesus, the Messiah, descended from Judah in King David and will also be known as the Lion of Judah. Part of Jacob's prediction is a prophecy about the Messiah and the everlasting nature of his rule. Now, there are brief mentions that are made of the futures of the tribes of Zebulon, Issachar, Dan, Gad, Asher, and Naphtali. Now, Zebulon, Zebulon will be associated in some way with sea trading. Issachar will be known for hard work and possibly enslavement. Dan is cryptically described as a lurking serpent, possibly a reference to military skill. And then the oracle about Gad uses rhyming Hebrew words to imply conflict. So Asher's prediction involves food. Neptali is associated with independence and beauty. In the middle of these prophecies, Jacob exclaims his desire to see God's salvation. And so Jacob saves his greatest blessing for Joseph and the people to come from him. Now, having already given the family blessing to Joseph's two sons, Jacob now includes Joseph specifically. And so his people will be fruitful and fight off their attackers in the strength of the mighty one of Jacob. Now, notable Old Testament warriors such as Joshua and Gideon and Deborah will be from the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. But further, all the material blessings of the earth will come from them. So the final prediction is for Jacob's youngest son, Benjamin, and his people are compared to a voracious, vicious predator. The Benjaminites would be known for their military accomplishments, and they would also be associated associated with a horrific incident, as we'll, you know, if you want to learn more about that in Judges chapter 19, 25 through 27, and which ends up sparking a civil war. Now, the first king of Israel, Saul, would be from this tribe, and his rule would be marked by a predatory, violent streak. And after the extensive praise given to Joseph, this brief remark seems anticlimactic. And so in the moments before he dies, Jacob urgently commands his sons not to bury him in Egypt. Rather, they are to take his remains to the family burial cave. And this location near Mamre was 
purchased by Abraham, one of the few spots in Canaan owned outright by God's people. Now buried there are Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah, and Jacob's first wife, Leah. And his sons must bury him there alongside with them. And so with his business finished, Jacob ends up dying. And so that's kind of the full synopsis, the full summary of Genesis chapter 49. So we have one more reading to do tomorrow. We will do that tomorrow, of course. Um, tomorrow is Thursday, so we have our, let's see, we have our MGJA state call that starts at 7.30. Chances are pretty good. I'll probably start this podcast. I'll probably start this at about, probably six. Yeah, we'll probably, it'll probably be a one podcast day tomorrow. It'll probably start at 6.30. So I'll do like a, it'll be a Genesis 50 plus plus episode. So um, instead of two shows, it'll be kind of like two micro shows combined into one. So tomorrow will be a, a Genesis 50 plus plus, depending on what, you know, goes on tomorrow. Um, so anyways, what we're going to do is we're going to pray and then we're going to close this out and then we'll get back into the who is running America, which again, it's pretty pretty evident by now if you haven't figured it out it's always been the bankers and the bar lawyers the bar attorneys you know the british accreditation registry members yeah it's those scumbags so but we're going to get into that on the other side so anyways um i do want to read again because i'm really liking this prayer this psalm psalm 26 i'm going to read it a few more times before i get kind of bored with it and we'll move on to something else but i do really like it i find it to be very um appropriate Um, I think once we get past Mother's Day weekend, I will move on from this. And I heard my wife sneeze again. And if she's still listening, God bless you. Really? Not even a thank you? I thought I would hear a thank you through the ceiling. Nothing. Oh, she says it in the chat. (laughs) All right. Psalm 26, a prayer of innocence. Judge me, Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. In the Lord I trust, I do not falter. Examine me, Lord, and test me. Search my heart and mind. Your mercy is before my eyes. I walk guided by your faithfulness. I do not sit with the worthless with worthless men, nor with hypocrites do I mingle. I hate an evil assembly. With the wicked I do not sit. I will wash my hands in innocence so that I may process around your altar, Lord. To hear the sound of your of thanksgiving and recount all your wondrous deeds, Lord, I have I love the refuge of your house, the site of the dwelling place of your glory. Do not take me away with sinners, nor my life with the men of blood, in whose hands there is a plot, their right hands full of bribery, but I walk in my integrity. Redeem me. Be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. In assemblies, I will bless the Lord. And Father, we just want to ask that you continuously, you know, guide us and you unite us. Okay. We have so many bad actors out there that are trying to, you know, trying their hardest to divide the people. They're still trying to use left and right and Republican and Democrat. And, and, you know, there's just, you name it black and white, gay and straight. There's just so many divisive labels out there. 
Lord, let us all unite. Doesn't mean we have to agree with our ideologies, but let us all unite under one banner of your glory, God, because we need this in America. We need your forgiveness. We need to all get down on our knees and ask for your ask for repentance. We need to ask that you forgive us individually as a nation and we just we need to come to you father god because you're the only one that can help fix this nation but in order for us to come to you we need to be united under one front and so rietta adds to the prayer here thank you lord for your grace and mercy we love you so much we know you have a future and a hope for us we also know that you work all things together for our good because we love you and are called according to your purpose forgive our sins in jesus christ's name we pray Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to close this out. Give me a couple minutes. Um, we just got back from the pool, uh, the aquatic center. So I didn't really have a chance to um, prepare uh, my show stuff um, because right when I got home, I went right out to my yard and started grounding. Um, so anyways, I did not want to miss out on about 15 minutes of grounding. So we will be right back. Give me a couple minutes and God bless. If we don't see you on the other side, we'll see you back here tomorrow. God bless you all. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then... His disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men